here we go. It has all come down to this. The final season of, or the final week of the regular season. Oh my goodness, the final week. Here we go. I cannot believe we are here. Oh my goodness. I am so excited for this week. Kind of sad. Not going to lie. Kind of sad. This is your host, Tyler, rocking with you. And this is the Big Time Football Focus podcast presented by Woos Media. Look, we have some phenomenal, phenomenal games coming out uh, this next week. And, of course, Rivalry Week is going to to give us an all-time chef's kiss. We're going to get into it. We're going to break down all the games here. Uh, and then we will uh, basically be sending off until we will do a preview, uh, pretty much just one episode from here on out of the week. This is our last two-week episode. We will break down slash do a preview uh, next week because it will just be the Big Ten Championship. We'll do a bowl preview, and then that's it. We're going to kind of send you guys into the great unknown. No, I'm kidding. We'll send you guys off for the off season, and we'll be getting back uh at it a little bit later, but uh, let's jump into it. Let's not dilly-dally any longer, just so you guys know what we're going to be talking about. We've got Rivalry Week. It is going to be on November 25th. We've got Thanksgiving coming up. I hope you guys have a wonderful Thanksgiving from all of us here. Thank you guys for supporting the show. Uh, The first thing I want to talk about is... uh, there's been a lot. There, there's a very interesting buildup to this year's the game, right? To this rivalry between Ohio State and Michigan. And to be honest, as I as I sit here today, this has potentially one of the 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 most interesting storylines. Um, and and it's not a storyline that I think very very many people are are really discussing. Or anything like that. So we're going to take a look just real quick uh, at at the last little bit of Ohio State against Michigan. I don't want to say it's the most important game of the weekend. I think it's ridiculous that anybody in the national media that doesn't have Ohio State and Michigan ranked in their top five uh, is just is just absolutely asinine. It's funny the double standard you see people on uh, you know major news outlets and stuff like that. Ah, uh, Michigan, I you know. They would be my national champion. Uh, you can't wake Ohio State and Michigan in the same top four. What are you we talking about? These are the same people who have been basically riding the SEC for so long. And when the SEC is not the power conference, which I honestly don't think they're going to be. That's another discussion for another day. But they're not the number one. And it's like, for how long did we have to hear why Georgia and Alabama deserved to be in there and that they had to do it? No. The Big Ten Conference is the best conference in football right now. End of discussion. Case in point, end of freaking discussion. I'm sorry, Indiana would whoop Vanderbilt. Whoop them. There wouldn't even be a game. Vandy Vandy would probably allow, it would be 49 to 21. Okay? The top to bottom, the Big Ten is legit, and it's only, only going to get better. SEC, you added Texas, Oklahoma? Okay. I, great teams. Guess who the Big Ten added? USC, UCLA, Oregon, Washington. Absolutely. If anybody that's coming at at, at Ohio State, Michigan, it's just you're just not paying attention to the tea leaves, and you just sound absolutely ridiculous. Like, okay, Boomer, go ahead, talk about your SEC and how great it was when Alabama claimed a national championship that wasn't actually a national championship. Dude, get over yourself. We're in a new era of college football. These two teams are the best teams in college football, along with Georgia. However, the highs of of Michigan and Ohio State far exceed, in my opinion, what Georgia has accomplished. 
and the lows of Georgia have been lower than the lows of Ohio State and Michigan. Just saying. And I know that there, that's maybe a hot take. I might be biased because we're doing this. I just need to get that off my chest. But we look at the recent history here uh, between Ohio State and Michigan. Uh, of course, we had the, the Urban Meyer years, right, up until uh, 2017, I believe. Uh, and then 2018, I believe Ryan Day took over. But we'll start when he was a full, uh, just a full-fledged, right, this was his, his year. 2019 was his first full year of coaching. Uh, they, he did beat Michigan on the road 56-27. Uh, 2020, they didn't play. I believe the game was actually canceled. Um, just COVID issues. Last two years, Ohio State has lost. Now, Michigan and Michigan fans are kind of getting in their feels a little bit. Like, oh, yeah, we beat Ohio. We're now on top. Look, Ohio State has had some dominance over this series. Okay. Now I know they haven't, you haven't technically lost since 2019 Michigan, but that is not saying that there's been a a changing of the guard or anything. Now, that being said, I do think Harbaugh's a better coach than Ryan Day. That being said, we'll get to predictions and everything like that later on in the show. Doesn't mean that I'm not going to be, uh, you know, placing my money on Michigan this weekend, but you look at this and Ohio State has everything to lose in this game michigan does but the the it, it's just so the 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 nuance of this rivalry is just so deep i could spend probably an hour and a half two hours just going in just the the, the minutia the, the the details right uh even into the sign stealing scandal the the alleged sign stealing that it was potentially an invest uh, an outside investigator saying that it was ohio state that hired the private investigator to do the investigation I mean, this is just craziness. I mean, I love college football because of that absolute craziness. Uh, I do think to a certain degree, though, Ohio State is in their heads. I think Michigan Michigan has got inside of Ohio State's heads. I think last year at halftime where it was close and then Michigan goes on to route 45-23 at the shoe. Uh, Michigan routes uh, 42-27. I can actually tell you the exact places where I was. In 2021, I was in Portland, Oregon visiting my in-laws for the uh, for the Thanksgiving holiday. Last year, I was at my brother's apartment. He was in college and we watched the game on his tv uh so i can remember very clearly where i was in the in these situations and stuff like that but look uh ohio state needs to come out and they need to not make this a big deal that is the biggest thing and i know it's weird to say in a rivalry you're not going to make a big deal that you know the hated just blood feud here look the team that takes the high road in this is going to be the team that wins it the team that isn't giving out bulletin board material and stuff all week isn't they're the ones that are going to have the inside edge who i think that that team is i think is michigan michigan during this entire alleged scandal during this entire season if you remember harbaugh was suspended the first three games he did not coach in the bowling green unlv or ecu game and they they won and then it went away he came back and they were performing well and michigan's been fairly a boring team to watch much like uh the the sec teams that were of the mid 2010s uh the alabamas of the mid 2010s and you can't tell me that chattanooga is any better goodness gracious just irritates me when people talk about the big 10 in a bad way they deserve it anyway um 
I think that Ohio State has everything to lose. They've been ranked higher this year. They have uh, not had these alleged scandals. They've played in closer games. If Notre Dame has uh, actually 11 people on the field, do they win that game? Uh, they've had to, uh, they've gotten to some pretty, like, you know, rock throwing fights, right, with Penn State. Even the Maryland game, to a certain degree, wasn't pretty, uh, where it feels like Michigan just kind of has cruised along this entire season season with not a ton of adversity. Now, is that because they're good or is that because they're playing weaker opponents? Hard to say. Uh, weaker opponents, I guess, in the non-conference. They're going to have a lot of opponents similar in the in the conference play, but I think Ohio State has everything uh, to, 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 to gain here, to lose. Uh, Ryan Day, I mean, if this gets into the third round, uh, right into the third straight year of losing and not winning since 2019, that becomes a bigger story. Do I think Ryan Day should be fired? Absolutely not. I think he's a good coach for Ohio State. I think Harbaugh is a better coach. That's my opinion. You can come at me in in the comments or, or write to us, right? That's my opinion. I think Harbaugh has done a far better job and it was in a far deeper hole at Michigan. And Ryan Day was basically given a Maserati and told not to crash. Um, Urban was a phenomenal recruiter and he had a phenomenal offense, phenomenal defense, and it's maintained it to a certain degree but we're talking about if if 2019 you think of the the three years that have transpired since then we're now into our fourth season these kids were either freshmen or were not on the team these kids don't know what it's like to beat Michigan if at, if any just very few of them know what it's like to beat Michigan so I think there's a lot on the line here uh, if Ohio State loses this game and Michigan wins Michigan's going to trounce Iowa Ohio State will trounce Iowa this is not the Big Ten title game is a subplot of a subplot, uh, but looking at this, a lot of a lot of intensity. I'm really excited for this this week. I'm excited to see where the national media puts people. I think it's going to be interesting. I personally think that the winner of this game should be ranked number one. Put Georgia number two. My opinion, uh, followed by the loser of this game at uh, three, to be honest with you. Uh, I don't think, again, I, I think Ohio State and Michigan's highs were better than Oregon, Washington, Florida State's highs, and their lows are significantly higher. Uh, I think that there's some pretty bad lows for Washington, pretty bad lows for, for, for Oregon, for Florida State, for Texas, if you want to get into that, or heaven forbid, if Alabama beats Georgia, Alabama. Uh, but that's, that's just kind of how I see this, you know, all playing out. I'm excited to see what happens this weekend as we get into rivalry week. So let's jump into it. Let's not waste any more time. Let's get into our predictions. Last week, only one game, I believe we were off or it was a push and that was the Iowa game. So we were absolutely red hot last week had a really good read on it uh so let's jump in first game i believe it is friday we've got the iowa hawkeyes going on the road to nebraska what's crazy about this game is nebraska is actually favored and i know i kind of uh dissed uh you know iowa their football team i kind of told you the personal story of of tampa bay buccaneers last podcast right and that it could get better uh i'm sorry i know that uh, that i had a few iowa fans not really understand the point i was trying to make and that's just go get an offensive-minded coordinator that legit knows offense. Uh, you pay him seven figures and say, figure this out, because this is just, I mean, I understand tight ends 
fullbacks, running backs are important, but you, you can't not score this many points. But look, uh, we've got a rivalry game. This would be if, if Nebraska, Nebraska did beat Iowa last year. If Nebraska wins, they have not won a back to back game since the 2011, 2012 season. Uh, so, when we're looking at this and, and we're breaking this down, uh, Vegas obviously likes Nebraska favored by two. Uh, typically you get three points if you're being, if you're at home. So you're saying Iowa wins by one. I mean, we're getting really, really close. It's, it's a, it's a rivalry game. Look, I think similar to, uh, the Ohio State, I think Nebraska has everything to gain in this. I don't think they lose anything. I, I guess maybe a little bit different than Ohio State. Sorry, um, where I was going with this. But Nebraska has everything to gain in this. This year, I had them at four and eight. I was like three and nine, four and eight. Maine says four and eight. I can see a standard deviation of one to five and seven or, or three and nine. I don't see them getting to a bowl game. Right now, we're st- technically, if they were to get to six and six, it would be two standard deviations, right? So you look at it. Nebraska gets this. What what happens when Nebraska gets this? Well, number one, they get their first bowl appearance since 2016. Can you believe that? Basically seven years since their last bowl appearance. Uh, Matt Rule gets a winning season. Uh, first, the last two coaches that have been here. Yes, that includes Mike Riley and uh, Scott Frost. Uh, Mike Riley's first year, six and seven. Uh and then uh, Scott Frost four and eight. So be the first winning season. And I guess technically you got you've got the 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 the, the game. But you can get to six and six is better than what Frost has ever done. That would be a big step in the right direction in recruiting in transfer portal and stuff like that. People can buy into Matt Rule. Matt Rule kind of um, not disavowed, but just kind of got out of the NFL. People talking a lot of crap about him. He goes back to college and then could get a bowl victory or at least to play for a bowl game in his first year at Nebraska. Absolutely phenomenal. That is that is a master class of coaching in order to get that. Uh, the ta- We've said it. The talent has been there. It's just getting the passion out of these kids and getting them to realize that this is, you know, this is the big time. I think that is that uh, I'm I'm going to side with the books here. Typically, I don't go uh, a ton of favorites. I would say uh, this is a perfect place. You know, if this was not Matt Rule's team for Nebraska to drop uh, in this spot when the lights are on them, but I think uh, playing. At home against Iowa, against their rival. Iowa literally has nothing to play for. They're going to the Big Ten Championship. Uh, I don't know, and I think Penn State is better. So I think Penn State has, or Ohio State, depending, or Michigan, right? Depending on how it comes out. I don't think they're getting a New Year's Six Bowl. So really, what are you playing for? Maybe a chance to play in the Outback Bowl, basically. The Con Bowl, I don't know. Uh, but Nebraska is playing for a bull berth since 2016. Uh, right now, the line is Nebraska minus two. We're going to be taking that. I think it's going to be nine to six. I don't think there's good. I think there's not even going to be a touchdown scored. I think it's a nine to six. I think it's a field goal game. And uh, Nebraska pulls it out in the end. Next game up, we've got. Uh, Penn State taking on Michigan State. Uh, I think if you are Michigan State, you just cannot wait for the season to end. Uh, chalk it up just to just unfortunate circumstances. Uh, they got the win against uh, Indiana last last uh, week. They did what they were they could. Uh, they're going to end four and eight. 
Penn State's going to whoop them. Uh, right now, the line is 20 and a half in favor of Penn State. I think they beat them worse. I'm going to 42 10 in favor of Penn State. Uh, and Penn State is going to build uh, again and see if they can make any noise next year. Now, with the new additions next year, it's going to be interesting. Uh, adding, right, Oregon, Washington, USC, UCLA. Again, I don't know what the schedules or when they play them and, and where they're playing them and everything like that. I think that uh, factors a lot into that, but they can solidify themselves, uh, again, as a top three contender in, in the Big Ten. Uh, we'll see what if they do you know, different sides of the conference that we've seen in the past. Well, there's a lot that still needs to be hammered out. I'm excited to see Penn state. Uh, but I think they, they, they blow out, uh, they blow out Michigan state here. Uh, Michigan state limps out of the season. Hopefully, you know, better luck next season, Penn state most likely going on to new year six, uh, bowl game. Next game up, it is uh, the game that everyone's talking about, the game that is Ohio State-Michigan. We broke a lot down previously. I want to give you my prediction. Right now, it's Michigan three and, uh, minus 3.5, uh, favored by that. Typically, when I see a favorite at the 3.5, it's kind of a teaser, in my opinion. It's like they're giving you a, a quote-unquote hook. Uh, when I see a 3, I'm like, okay, I'm going to take the, uh, the underdog. Because why would you not think that it's going to be three and a half? Because that's four points. I actually have this power rated right at four points. So I think it's going to be 28, 24. It's going to be a classic game. It's going to be hard fought. It's going to be a kicker. Uh, I think there's going to be times where Harbaugh wishes he was on the sideline. I, I really do. I think there's going to be times like that, but I think this team, uh, has been able to, to funnel things, been able to keep their blinders on, and I think they win 28-24. Michigan goes on to be number one team in the nation. Uh, if Ohio State does, I would say the same thing. They deserve to be number one in the nation. 28-24 in favor of Michigan. Next game up, we've got Purdue taking on Indiana. Not, uh, kind of a battle of, of just, a battle of battling, right? They have to play each other. Uh, Purdue, obviously, I had a, I had a lot better uh, year than expected for me. Uh, well, I guess I had them at three and nine on my main one. I think they will be Indiana here. Uh, I think Purdue's offense is just a little bit better than Indiana's defense, and I think that's what it's going to come down to. Uh, I'm really impressed with the Boilermakers. I they had a really difficult schedule, playing uh, you know home against Fresno at Virginia Tech, and then home against Syracuse, uh, followed by you know Ohio State, Iowa, Wisconsin, uh, and Michigan. Just the big boys of the of, of it. Uh, they had every opportunity to, to give up this year, and they didn't. Uh, not that any team would, but. Uh, uh, with with Indiana, it's just Tom Allen. It just kind of seems like we continuously put out four and eight, you know, seasons. Uh, I don't think they're going to win this year. I think they move to uh, what that would be three and nine. Uh, I guess one is they're both playing for four and eight, right? I guess that's what they're kind of playing for. I think so. Really, uh, a fun rivalry. Just I wish that one of them would have at least five wins and, and was playing for you know a berth, uh, and then they could ruin or upset the the rivals' um, chance at a, at a bowl game. But it is what it is. That's kind of where I see that game going. Uh, next game up, we just have three left. Uh, Illinois taking on. Uh, uh, Northwestern. Now, this is what makes it fun is that Northwestern, having clinched a bowl game last week and have won three of the last four, playing very, very good football right now, uh, 
has every opportunity to beat Illinois and to make it so the Illini go 5-7 and seven and don't get their first back-to-back bowl berth since the 2010-2011 seasons. Uh, last time, Illinois won three straight. Now, remember, they won in 21. They won in 22. The last time Illinois won three straight was 1988-1990. to 1990. So you got to go back a long time. They've had a couple of times where they've won back-to-back. Uh, Northwestern has won a lot of games in this series. Uh, in this rivalry here, the thing is, again, I, I Northwestern, their coach got the contract, they got the bull berth. I don't know what else they're really fighting for in this game. I think it's it, it would be easier to get up if it was, hey, we're five and six, or our coach, we really like him, we want to be our coach next year, and he doesn't get a contract. Everything's kind of worked out, they've overachieved. Uh, Northwestern, a phenomenal story this year, and, and what this team has been able to accomplish with what kicked off in the preseason. Look, I think Illinois actually gets them. I think that them, they're going to play a little bit more desperate. They're going to take a little bit more chances. And when you do that and you don't play conservative, good things happen. I don't know, 27-24 in favor of Illinois. Right now, it's Northwestern. I would be taking Northwestern plus six. They're favored as much as um, six points. So, I'll be taking that. I don't think Illinois pulls them out. I think Illinois played great last week against Iowa. uh, And and really, they played well. Uh, Illinois really has played well, going dating back to basically the Nebraska game was their last kind of stinker. Uh, got back on track against Maryland, played very good against Wisconsin. Uh, they were able to to beat uh, Minnesota and Indiana, so they've got to beat this. I think they're playing for so much more, and I think Illinois gets them. Next game up, we've got Wisconsin, Minnesota. Uh, and, and this is going to sound kind of crazy where I just spent all that time saying that that I think Illinois is going to play so much harder and everything, rivalry game and stuff like that. We've got Wisconsin taking on Minnesota. Look, to be honest with you, I don't see a way that Minnesota wins this game. Uh, Minnesota's offense just has not got anything going. Granted, really, Wisconsin hasn't been much, but I think there's, that says a lot after the game with Fickle um, and that interview saying that his team showed the fight that he wanted. Again, he's rebuilding a culture, uh, really tearing it down from its studs and rebuilding the Wisconsin brand. And I, and I think by doing that... Uh, there, that that was the step in the right direction, getting that gritty overtime win. I do think that Wisconsin beats Minnesota, and I'm going to go with 14-10 and knocks Minnesota out of a bull possibility and goes 5-7, and seven. and uh, really interesting there. I think Minnesota definitely has underachieved this year. All right, final game up. We've got Rutgers taking on Maryland. Uh, really... Uh, Oh, and the, sorry, Wisconsin minus two as well. Um, Rutgers taking on Maryland. Uh, I think there couldn't be two diametrically opposite teams in the Big Ten right now and how the team feels and how the fans feel. Uh, if you're Minnesota or if you're Maryland, you're just like, oh my gosh, we're so happy. We finally got six wins. We're limping into a full victory. Where Rutgers, you haven't had a bowl game. I mean, they went last year, right? But really a, a six win season in so long. Um, 
I mean, dating back a, a, a really long time, let's look it up. Uh, 2014, prior, well, I guess 2021 was when they went to their bowl game, but they were 5-7. and seven. It was because they didn't have enough people. Um, but prior to that was 2014. And so Rutgers knows they're going to a bowl game, or at least they're bowl eligible. Maryland limping to bowl eligibility. Personally, I think Rutgers is going to get them. I think they're going to go 7-5. and five. And I think Maryland goes six and six, and it's a tale of two seasons. One team is going to be feeling great about themselves all year long, and one team just doesn't feel like they've been able to perform when they need to be able to perform. So I want to go 16-10 in favor of Rutgers over uh, Maryland. So this has been the last podcast for the 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 in-season stuff. Like I said, we'll be doing a podcast for a recap of this week followed by kind of a preview of the Big Ten title, not much to break down uh, and then followed by a bowl preview as well thank you guys so much i hope you have a wonderful week uh with thanksgiving have it with your friends with your family and uh, we're always very very grateful for you guys thank you for listening until next time this is the big 10 football focus podcast